Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. We serve, 
Say something. Hello. Hello. Yes. So, so if you want, if you want to respond, okay. um, I could, I could put it on loudspeaker so everybody can hear you. Amen. If I want to respond to what? If I, if I, if I ask anyone any, any questions at the, at oh. the. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. Amen. Okay. So I'm, I'm, uh, praise God this morning. Uh, I there was when, when we decided to do. Uh, service at the house and do, you know, basically I, I was just going to do Bible study really. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the spirit, the spirit that God led me to, um, to, um, amen, to, to go ahead and do the music and see if whoever's listening can actually hear the music. So obviously you heard the music pretty clear. So, right. so I thought that was, that worked out pretty well. So, um, uh, so if I, in the, in an, even in in the future, um, if we have any guests or anything like that, as well, they will be able to um, uh, to worship God with us. Uh, if you know I'm online and uh, and we're playing the music, so I'm glad that worked out well. Um, and before we uh, get started. Uh, with, with the word today, I sent out a text. Um, I believe it's Second Timothy, um, verse twenty-one. I think said, "If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and met for the master's use." Amen. So I'm going to go ahead and. Have a word of prayer, and then we're going to go to Second Timothy. Second Timothy, we're going to go ahead and um, go right into the word. Second Timothy, two, mm-hmm. verse twenty-one. That whole passage of scripture is is very uh, profound um, of in, in itself. But um, let us go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Father, for this day, a day that you have made, Father, knowing that. We have brisk weather outside, Father, freezing temperatures, Lord Jesus, and Father God, and you have blessed us all, Father, to be able to be in warm environments, even in the midst of cold weather, Father mm-hmm. God, outside of our homes, Father. We thank you for that, Father. We thank you, Father, for allowing us, Father, to have a way of, of, of worshiping you, even when we're not presently in each other's, uh, presently around one another in worship service, but we have the ability, Father God, online, Father, and by phone call, Father God, to join in and worship the one and only true God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and to be able to hear a message from you, to be able, Father God, to be able to express our love to you in praise and worship, in song and in word and, and in deed, Father. So we pray, Father God, that you will keep our spiritual ears open, Father God, today in Christ Jesus, Father God, so that mm-hmm. what thus saith the Lord, Father God, it will penetrate even the dividing soul, Father God, down to 
the bone and the marrow and the joint, Father God, where the word of God cuts coming and going like a two-edged sword, Father God. Not only that, Father God, we'll be lifted up in the spirit. We'll be encouraged and empowered, Father God, and overjoyed in you, Father, in Christ Jesus. And whatever, Father God, we stand in need of, Father God, whatever, Father God, that needs to be addressed in our own personal life, through the word, Father God, we know, Father God, the word will meet us where we are, Father God. And, Father God, when the word meets us where we are, Father God, it will, Father God, take effect in our minds, in our souls, in our spirits, if we Choose not to reject the word, Father God. So help us, Father God, to receive the word of God, Father God. Receive it, Father God, with pure joy. Receive it by faith, Father God, because faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God, Father God. And that, Father God, the word of God, Jesus said that if my words abide in you, Father God, and you abide in me, ask what ye will and it will be done unto you. So, Father God, in our asking, whatever we desire of our hearts, Father God, according to your will, in our asking today, Father God, whatever we, look, whatever we are looking for today, Father God, to make in our lives, Father God, to replenish our lives, to restore our lives, to rejuvenate our lives, to give uh, direction, Father God, and leadership in our lives, whatever we are looking and expecting today, Father God, it is all because of your word abiding in us. And, Father God, we will receive that, Father God, in the name of Jesus. You said, ask and be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened. The word of God, Father God, is our, is our asking, seeking, and finding today. We're going to find something, Father, a nugget in the word of God that is going to bless us, Father God, in this new season, 2017, moving forward, Father God, with great and mighty things that we are Expecting, Father God, to happen in our lives. Today is the day that it starts, Father God. It starts today. Now, now is the faith, substance of things. Uh, now is the faith, Father God, substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. We bless you now. Move in your word. Let it go forth, Father God. It will not return back void, but it will set up, Father God, to accomplish what, Father God, it intended to do today and what it will do today, Father God, it will inspire us, empower us, and restore us, and rejuvenate us, and clean us up, Father God, by the washing of the word, and save our even soul today. In Jesus' name we pray it all. Amen and amen. Amen. And amen. amen. Hallelujah. It's chapter 2, 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy, you got first. And then you got second, the second epistle from Paul to Timothy, chapter 2, verse 21. And again, the word reads, amen. If any man, therefore, purge himself from these, amen, he shall be a vessel unto honor, amen. Hallelujah, and sanctified and met and meet, hallelujah, for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Somebody say every good work. Every good work. Amen. Every good work is established here in the word. There is a good work that is being performed, amen, uh, that Paul wanted Timothy 
to be prepared for, amen, and also to teach others. But if we look at, hallelujah, if we look at the word in its whole context of what Paul is talking about, because it's something about this honor, it's something about this sanctified, this vessel unto honor, and it's something about sanctification in order to, to meet for the master's good work, for the master's who we believe is Jesus Christ, amen, uh, and prepared unto every good work, amen. If we look at, if we go to verse 16, amen, it says, But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. So what does that mean, profane? Profane from the Greek is heathenish and wicked babblings. Watch this, watch this, watch this. So, so vain babblings is heathenish and wicked babblings. Vain babbling from the Greek means, watch this, also a, 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 a fruitful, fruitless discussion. What I meant, let's, let's, let's go back. So profane means wicked and heathenish, right? And vain means, vain babbling means fruitless. Something that has no, fruitless meaning that something that, that has uh, no permanent effect in our lives for something that is good, for something that is righteous, for something that is holy. Fruitless meaning that it has, watch this, it has no right Hallelujah, permeating our minds and our hearts and our spirits because it's, it's going to bring nothing. It's going to be vain. It's going to bring nothing. It's not, to, it's not going to accomplish anything. Amen. And a lot of times it's only going to accomplish, watch this, it's only going to accomplish things that are wicked, as it says profane, amen, wicked and, watch this, uh, Heathenish language, and uh, and if we look at and as we go forth, we're going to we're going to uh, um, understand exactly what is going on in this context. Fruitless conversation it causes confusion and emptiness to those who listen. It will bring destruction and. Uh, hearers that are listening to it, it's, it's not going to do anything but causes uh, division, discord, strife. It's, it's going to drive the two individuals or a group of individuals away from one another with vain babbles because one person is going to agree, one person is going to disagree. It's fruitless. So we all have to agree on, only time we can agree on something, it has to be agreed on. It's best to go to the Word of God. But a lot of times the Word of God, when it presents itself, people reject what the Word says and rather, and, and rather choose what they feel. So conversation can become fruitless. Watch this. So watch this. So you might say, well, well, Pastor, what does that have to do with 
every good work. We don't have to do with that. Let's continue reading in the context. Reason why 21 is saying, therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor. Amen. We want to be vessels unto honor. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. It says, but shun profane and vain baptisms, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Now, in their word will eat as doth a canker, of whom is uh, Hamanus and uh, Philetus or Philetus, whatever is, whoever, how you want to pronounce his name. Now watch this. So we might say, well, I'm still not following you. Now, he said something was happening in the church, and Paul was addressing this to Timothy that, watch this, uh, we cannot allow these two men supposedly were once men of God, but decided, watch this, to uh, choose foolish and wicked decisions is like an ulcer worse than gangrene. Canker means, in the Greek, watch this. Do we know what gang, gangrene means? If you ever say you smash your finger, and and it bleeds it bleeds out and um and um and 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 some affection get into your affection get into your finger affection get into your finger and it start crusting and all of that and it looks gross and, and nasty and you wait too long you try to doctor it up yourself you put neosporin and alcohol pads whatever you do that but. You didn't realize that whatever smashed your finger had some uh, bacteria in it. Could have been a brick, could have been a piece of wood, could have been anything. Had bacteria in it, and it got into your finger. But you didn't, you didn't notice that, and you didn't recognize that, and your finger started changing, and it got so bad you had to go to the doctor. They said that we had to cut your finger off. Wow. Because. Uh, Medication is not going to help it because the bacteria was so bad. Gangrene. Gangrene, when gangrene sets in, people's legs get amputated. That's why you see, uh, you see uh, things like that take place and um, cripple people. But it, it, right, it, it has no more life because, because the blood, pure blood, gives every limb life. And when your blood gets tainted and, and one part of your body is a gangrene sensitive because of infection and bacteria, and we have to cut that off before it affects your whole body. So canker means and also an ulcer. It also means gangrene. An ulcer is just as bad because the ulcer will bleed you out from the inside, and you eventually will die. So watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. So, so watch this. So, so, so Paul said, their word will eat as doth a canker. This, these two gentlemen had spoken some things, and watch this. Uh, I want to get into what they were speaking. It says, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection 
is past already and overthrew the faith of some. See, it's kind of like what with the snake, what they say, what they say the serpent, right? Mm-hmm. But I believe that the serpent had legs because it didn't make any sense that when the father, uh, when when God cursed the serpent, he said you would be crawling on your belly. It doesn't make no mm-hmm. sense. He would, if he was already crawling on his belly, why would you say that? <laughs> so that's besides the point. But it says the serpent, right? Mm-hmm. Watch this. The serpent changed the one word, surely, he said, the Lord will not, you will not die. You will surely die. He added a word to it. He will surely, all he added was not. You will surely not die. Watch this. All Satan has to do is just add a little untruth to the word and it causes division. People say what they think what the word says and they take that and they and they watch this and they put a divide in the body of Christ. And it becomes an ulcer in the body of Christ. Paul and the reason why I believe Paul mentioned a canker like gangrene it's because people's limbs had to literally be amputated back in those times because uh, of certain medicines that we have now outside of Christ, penicillin and all this that will save, that will, that will heal you. But, <clears throat> but gangrene sets in when they don't have the proper medicines when you go and try to get help. Gangrene sets in, and so limbs have to be shut up. But watch this. The body of Christ, we are the body. Somebody say body. We are the body of Christ. So everybody in the body of Christ is part of the body. Paul said the arm cannot say to another part of the body, I don't need you. Amen. So what happens is when people, when war, when people come in and they and they bring in divide and strife, if the body set in the body becomes a a caker and a sore. I'm going to give you one example of in a minute of of someone who who uh, was a believer and that started out as a believer but brought in uh, untruth. He is plugged up. Yeah. Uh, Something I want to um, uh, bring out to you. Someone turn, because we're going to, we're going to move, move on because I want to, Bring out this context before we, uh, while we get into verse twenty-one. So now we have the background of what's happening, of uh, vain, bad, profane, and and wicked, and 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 and, and uh, uh, worldly babblings and and ungodliness 
uh, seeping in because of this canker that came into the lives of the people because people are believing lies in the church of Jesus Christ rather than the truth. And, and this is what's happening. But for us to be protected, watch this. Watch this. Uh, in verse 19, it says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. Amen. Having this seal. What is the seal? The Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Mm. The Lord knows who are his. See, those who were chosen before the foundation of the world, it's going to get very sticky because the word says the Lord knows who are his. This... Um, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna run through this, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna make make it very plain, very sure. He knows where he is. Now, if you belong, if we belong to Christ, there is going to be a mark that's going to be set upon us. And see, if we belong to Christ, but Jesus says that the Word of God says that He knows. From the foundation of God, standing sure, having the seal, the seal of, the, of an approval that the Lord knoweth them that are his. Therefore, watch this, whoso choose to live in sin habitually are not of God. Whoso choose Watch this. To not repent are not of God. Whoso choose to live worldly are not of God. So if you fall or if I fall into that picture, then am I truly his? But see, uh, it's something that I, I definitely want to uh, bring out. The next verse. Because uh, he says, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold of the house, but there are also vessels of silver, but also of wood and earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Mm -hmm. Some to honor and some to dishonor, if you will, uh, Somebody read Romans 21. Romans 9, sorry. Romans 9, verse 21. Okay. So, read. read. Endured 
Amen. Amen. Watch this. He made some to honor and some to dishonor. He said, well, Pastor, what does that have to do with me? See, the Lord is molding us and shaping us to honor. So let us, so let us dive into Romans 9. Let us um, look at Romans 9 more um, extensively, if you will. So um, I'm going to turn my Bible to uh, Romans chapter 9 and watch this. Now, in Romans chapter 9, something very profound is being said here that uh, many people may not quite understand what Paul is talking about. So, so here we gather here. Some people... Some people is predestined not to be saved. Well, how can you say that, Pastor? Some people is in, evil is inevitable. Some will repent and some, watch this, will be saved and some won't because they were predestined not to repent. Not that God told them not to repent or made them not because he knew that they were not going to repent no matter what they said or done. He knew that they were not going to repent. Read verse 12 of, of Romans 9 and, and verse 13. It was said unto her. Did you say Yes. Uh, okay, if, you're, if you're reading it, she started reading it. I'm going to put you on lock. Go ahead. The elder, okay, let me start back over. It was said unto her, the elder share serve the young, the younger, as it is written, Jacob have I love, but what is that? Oh, Esau. Have I hated? Mm. Read the next verse. What shall we say? What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. Okay. Uh, Prophetess, read verse 15. For he said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom. I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Okay, now, here, here it is. God chooses whom he wills to save and not to save. Esau was born to pass this. Also, watch this, watch this. Although Esau had his own choice, God didn't make Esau do anything. Esau chose to serve his birthright, but watch this. But God raised him up to dishonor. Why? Because he already knew that he was going to make that choice, even before Esau was born. We were, listen, he knew us before the foundation of the world. Some folks just won't change. Because 
they were raised to dishonor. Uh, watch this. He chose to have mercy. Matter of fact, if you go down to verse 17, somebody read verse 17. Uh, Romans 9. You going to read it? Do you mind? Verse 17. Mm-hmm. For this very purpose I have raised, raised you up, that I may show my power in you, and that my name may be declared in all the earth. And, we, and now read verse 18. Therefore he has mercy on whom he wills, and whom he wills he pardons. <laughs> he raised up sometimes focus in your life. That's just giving you all kinds of hell. <laughs> Are there to show his power by you shining in the midst of that wickedness shows who God is. So, because other people are looking, other people see how wicked this person is, and look how they're acting. But look how humble. She is. Look how humble he is. How in the world can you stand that mess? How in the world can you go through that? What is it in you that gives you um, the power to still have joy, to still have peace, to still have a smile on your face, to still be able to accomplish God and watch this? And God will also elevate you even above them. Moses and Israel was elevated over over uh, Pharaoh. As a matter of fact, his whole army eventually uh, that was chasing him actually died. Watch this. Because, see, watch this. Because, see, the Lord has a purpose for your life. And, see, if you're raised to honor, there's some folk around you may be raised to dishonor. They are, they are there. Watch this. To be maybe there to be a problem to you for a purpose. But however, they, that does not say they don't have a choice. That does not say that Pharaoh did not have a choice. That does not say that Esau did not have a choice. They had a choice. But God had already known that they were going to choose not to respond to his voice. Pharaoh did not respond to the voice of Moses when Moses said, let my people go. After Pharaoh was tested and tried, after Pharaoh was tested and tried, and watch this, and it got to a point where he would say, okay, I'll let your people go. But then he would change his mind. Why did he change his mind? Look at the verse. It says, uh, therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy and whom he have hardness. 
Amen. Now, I have a little note here that I, that I wrote that I would like to read. Here's a little note that I have. It says, if you are going to, because of someone that will not give you a break or let you breathe, it may be someone that is giving you a hard time that may be blocking your destiny or at least trying to. It is for a reason so that he can show his glory through you by showing up and showing out to shut the mouths of the lions while they see the glory of God and power and the power of God working in your life. They're going to say, I, for some reason, I can never get this person to doubt and to act like a fool. I can't get them to act like a fool. The reason why you're not acting like a fool around a fool <laughs> is because of the glory of God in your life that shows up and show out that only God can do that. Because normal people will retaliate. Amen. People in the flesh, listen, they're going to go back and forth, being argumentative. Sometimes you just got to cut that thing off even, so watch this. So if you are, watch this. Matter of fact, look at verse 19. Because I'm going somewhere with this because in Second Timothy, this in chapter nine is going to shine some light on 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 the passage in Second Timothy that that I wanted to. It was on my spirit, something that I have been studying uh, even recently, and um, and 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 it, it's been helping me even dealing with my boss and dealing with other people around me. So it's been helping me. It's been encouraging me and keeping me strong in my faith that I am who I am in Christ Jesus, and, and also to keep me from being like this because I measure myself to the word of God. And so if, I'm look, if I look like uh, the opposite of what God wants us to be in this passage of Scripture, then I need to go to God and say, Lord, that's not me. I know I have not been made to dishonor. I know I have been made to honor, and so I want you to clean me up and wash me up so that the honor, so your honor will shine through me, that your glory will shine through me. Amen. So watch this. In verse 19, somebody read that real quick. Verse 19. Thou, thou wilt say then unto me, why doubt he yet find fault for who hate resisted his will? In verse 20. Nay, but O man who art thou that replies against against God, shall the things formed say to him that formed it, why hast thou made me thus? Why have you made me thus? So let's shine some light on this real quick before I go back to Second Timothy, and then we're going to come to a close. It says, nay, 
But, O man, who art thou that replies against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? It's kind of like God is saying that I am the potter, you are the clay. I formed you to be a certain way. Now, this is profound to me because we wonder why some folk act the way they are, although they still have a choice. This is very profound to me, and I'm going to tell you why in verse 2 Timothy. Hallelujah, Jesus. 2 Timothy is going to make it clear. Why is this so? Watch this. It says, watch this. So, why hast thou made me thus? You ever... You ever know how sometimes people struggle with something and, 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 uh, or, or a person that's, that's found guilty and they say, this is just the way I am? Yes. Yeah. Have, have, have you ever heard that? Yes. Yeah. Right. This is just the way I am. If there's a change in the recording, it's because I'm on a loudspeaker. I'm on the loudspeaker still on the uh, um, still on the earpiece. But this is just the way I am. Some folks ever noticed that when someone kills somebody or murders somebody, watch this, and there there is no remorse. They don't regret anything that they say. Um, like, for instance, like a, it could be a live courtroom, uh, something that a murder taking place live on TV is real life. And, and, and when the person is found guilty, there's no remorse. They're not sad. They're not crying. Yeah. But, but you will find, I'm talking about real tears, you will find somebody that found themselves, they just acted out of emotion and they acted out of it and, and they killed somebody and because they just flipped off the handle, but when they get in the courtroom, they break down in tears. They're so remorseful. They're, they, they're so guilty. They feel so guilty. They're broken. But everybody says, still crucify them. Or they say, uh, take them to the, to the chamber to be uh, with electric chair. Or now, not the electric chair. Now it's lethal injection. Mm-hmm. But, they're really in, but they're really remorseful. See, and you can even be... Listen, see, God can show his power even in that. That how God can, can turn somebody's life around when you go to prison, he is a complete different person. He's, he's spreading the gospel. There's a story about some murderers who ever, after they repented, and they still, they're just what still do, they still got the electric chair or the needle, but they made a difference while they were in prison. They shared the gospel. They were studying with people because something happened. So God used his sin and to, and to show him to be raised to honor even in his murder. David was raised to honor even in his murder and his adultery and his deception. He was still raised to honor. Amen. Even Paul murdered Christians, but even as Paul murdered Christians, he was still raised to honor. 
So just because somebody has fell short or struggling with the sin does not mean that, they, that God can't turn their life around and still be raised to honor. So it's not, see, watch this. I can't, I don't know that, though. Only God knows that. So going forward, I want you to understand that just because, see, Pharaoh still had a choice, Esau still had a choice, but they were still raised to dishonor because God knew, already knew they were, were not going to repent. Amen? And another example is Judas. Judas was raised to dishonor. Judas was an apostle. Judas followed Jesus' ministry for three years. God knew that Judas was not going to repent. But God had Judas be in the midst of that to raise him in dishonor to show his power so that Jesus could go to the cross. If it wasn't for Judas, Jesus might not have even went to the cross. So people in your life that's acting like Judas's, <laughs> it's there for a purpose, for a reason, to show his power in you. But watch this. But they, but they, they, they may end up being a Paul. They may end up being a David. They may end up being someone. They may even be end up being a a, a Peter who rejected Jesus on three occasions, who totally turned his back on Christ. So even when people are found not doing the right thing, doesn't mean that God cannot turn their life around. So I just want to make that point. See, because so just you look at their sin, don't look at people's sin and their fault and say, oh, they just raised a dishonor. We don't know that yet. We don't know until the, what's the old saying, until the fat lady sings. And normally, where that comes from until, until they're on their deathbed and, they, and, and the fat lady singing at their funeral, but they never repented before they died. That's the old saying. Uh, it's not over to the old to the fat lady sings. So, so why did I got? But I said that maybe I thought y'all knew what that was. So anyway, I guess y'all don't. But uh, yeah. Watch this. So there are some things in your life that may not change, and you wonder why you are the way you are. It is because God has predetermined you to be who you are, like He did. He already see. So watch this. This is this kind of talk is unfathomable to many people. Why hast thou made me thus? The thing that because God said that, listen, I formed you that way. That's what he's saying. But see, watch this. See, here's the key, though. We don't know because God can watch this. God can, can you, ever, you ever see somebody uh, make a, a vase or, or a bowl out of ceramic, and, and, and they make it, and it looks, they say, I don't like how that looks. And they smash it back down and remake it to be more perfect. If you ever watch uh, the, the little the, the little thing is spinning, it's spinning, and they got their water and they and they shaping it and they spinning and spinning and it, it 
if, if they if a vase and it start tumbling over sideways, you do it for art project. So you know what that means. How how to be a potter, and you may be flopping over it this way. Why am I like this? Because I'm molding and shaping you that way. But guess what? I'm going to watch this. I'm going to grant you. Now I want you to hold this thought. I'm going to grant you repentance. Somebody say grant. Grant. Repentance. Somebody say grant. Repentance. Repentance. Okay, now watch this. See, it is God who grants repentance. Now we say, Pastor, what you talking about? Now I got the power to grant repentance. Okay, watch this. I'm not finished yet. Because this is profound speaking and profound talk, and many folk can't hear this because it's too profound. Watch this. It says, I made you this way. Watch this. I'm, I'm not, it's, 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 it's what the, watch this, it's what the word is speaking. That's why Judas could not repent. The Lord didn't see fit for him to fix that vase that he, that was, uh, you could say Judas was one of the vases that kind of was bent a little bit. He couldn't put that on his display shelf. It, 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 he couldn't, so, uh, uh, so Judas, he was made that way, and the Lord didn't see it fit to change it. He has the power to change whomever he wills. But at the same time, we respond to his unction. We respond. The word of God says in John chapter 16, Lord Jesus said, when the, when the comforter comes, he'll reprove of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin because of unbelief. The Holy Ghost will prompt you. He will reprove you. He will convict you. But if your unbelief is too hard, you're not going to respond. He said that it is he who hardness. That's why Moses kept, not Moses, that's why Pharaoh kept changing his mind. Unbelief. He was reproved, but his unbelief was too hard. Jesus, although he had a choice, but the, but the Lord already knew Jews would not repent. Why? Because it was already lived out before God, before the foundation of the world. It was already lived out. See, watch this. See, this is, this is what we cannot fathom also. Our God is not in the box. He knows the beginning of time and the end of time. He knows when you're going to repent and we are not going to repent. Amen. He knows when you're going to live right and we are not going to live right. He knows when you're going to accomplish great things and when you're not going to accomplish great things. He knows when you're going to be happy. He knows when you're going to be sad. But he's not going to come in and watch this and make you be who you want to be. He's going to give you the choice, but, all he, but yet he already knows. That is unfathomable to me. It's something that I, I'm trying to wrap my brain around it, so I just got to believe it by faith. Something that is still kind of hard to understand. How can you predestine something but yet give somebody a choice? 
Predestined means predetermined. How can you predetermine something to happen, but yet give them a choice to make it happen? It's, it's according to the word, watch this, according to the word, the Lord wants all men to be saved. He said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, but who shall believe it? Whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But he knows who's not going to choose him. It's still your choice, but it's still predestined. Judas was predestined to, watch this, to turn Jesus in and give him the kiss of death. He was predestined, but yet it was still Judas' choice. Because God knows your life from the beginning and the end. That's the, that's the, that's the thing that, that, that boggles the mind of man trying to figure out God. He knows it's not like as each day come, he don't know what's going to happen. He already knew he was going to make a right turn instead of a left turn. But watch this. To make it even more clear, we're going to, um, verse 21, says, He not, have not the powder power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another un, unto dishonor. The word make comes from, um, watch this, a Greek word. It means in a wide variety, it's to appoint, it's to uh, bring, to commit, to execute. So God executed in a person's life what was already meant to happen because of the person's choice. He says, watch this, he says, he takes the same lump of clay. It's kind of like you, um, a potter gets an order in the, uh, in the mail, say uh, UPS, um, UPS delivered a box, a big box of clay. Mm-hmm. It's in fact one lump. And he divides that lump and he makes one vessel. And he takes the other part of the lump and he makes another vessel out of the same lump. One vessel was the honor that he was able to put on the shelf. The other vessel, he said, I just don't look good. <laughs> I can't display that. The parlor has the power to make one vessel to put on the shelf to display it and another vessel not to put in the corner somewhere. He says that, listen, have not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor or another unto dishonor. Now, God has the choice to take that same lump of clay and start over again. Come on, somebody. He has a choice to restore that clay. He has a choice to replenish or not replenish, but to rebuild, to tear that clay down and rebuild it. Before it dries. That's the key. Before it's over. And when it dries, that means you're dead now. Once you die, once you go to your grave, you cannot be remade. 
That's the drying point. Clay can be changed however you want to change it, like a Play-Doh. Once Play-Doh dry out, it's no more good. You got to keep that Play-Doh stored in a can or stored in something to keep it moist. But once that, once that clay dries out, it cannot be reshaped. God has the power to reshape you. God has the power to, listen, to tear you down and rebuild you. That's what he did to David. He had a, watch this, he had a broken a contract heart. God tore that lump of clay down and rebuilt David into someone, watch this, after his own heart. He did the same thing to Paul. Murdering Christians was not the plan for Paul's life. God took that lump of clay. This is Paul writing this in Romans chapter 9, by the way. God took Paul as a lump of clay, started all over again. Somebody say start all over again. Some folks need to be started all over again. Some folks need to be put right back on that why the clay has not yet dried. When you dry out, it's because you went to your grave. Some folks go to their grave and not yet repented. But while you are still living, while you still have breath, while you can still breathe, you have a choice to say, Lord, you are the potter, and I am the clay. Now watch this, though. In verse 22 of, of Romans 9, then I'm going to, after this, I'm going to go, I promise you, I'm going to go to, back to 2 Timothy, and I'm going to wrap it up. It says, what if God willing to show his wrath and to make his power known endured with much long-suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction? Verse 22, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had afore prepared unto glory. Afore means, prepared means, to fit up in advance. Watch this. This is very important. It says, vessels of mercy, which he had afore prepared unto glory. God has already prepared your life. For glory, whether you're going to be honor or dishonor. It says ordained before. He ordained you before the foundation of the world to be great. Now watch this. Now if you will, I'm going to wrap it up. And uh, I'm going to wrap it up in um, back to Second Timothy. If you will turn your, your Bible to Second Timothy, and we're gonna and, and so if if you if you don't quite understand what, what's happening here, I believe Paul is writing to Timothy. Paul has already wrote to the uh, the Roman church about honor and dishonor. He already wrote to them about that. So he's going to make it clearer to to Timothy what he meant about that. It says, if a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and met and meet for the master's use and prepared. 
Didn't we just read that God prepared you to his glory? Amen. So Paul said, now you're being prepared unto every good work. Why? Because you are you have chosen for yourself to be made a vessel unto honor. Mm. Watch this. Let's read, somebody read for me, verse 24, 25, and we're going to, uh, 24, 25, and 26. 24, 25, and 26. This is very important. Because this is where, as believers, we don't know, watch this. Before we read, we don't know who's made to honor, who's made to dishonor. Only God knows that. He's the potter. We are not potters. Only he knows that. So we still have a responsibility as believers. And, and, and I just want to encourage us as believers that some folk are going to be who they are in your walk in Christ Jesus. But the but we we, only thing we can do is continue to pray for them. Amen? And continue to trust God that he will um, sometimes, somebody say, start all over again. Start all sometimes, over. We, sometimes we trust God that he will start over again in their lives. Yeah. Read 24, 25, and 26. It's even for our lives as well. Amen. Amen. So if, if we see this in ourselves, then we know that we have to just yield and surrender to God and have him, amen, use us in a mighty way unto honor. Amen. I go ahead, I can go ahead and read it for the sake of time. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, Instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the knowledge of the truth. Verse um, 26. And that they may recover. Somebody said recover. Recover. Themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by his will. Mm. For the sake of time, I'm going to I'm going to um, drop down to the next verse. I know um, you could take your notes uh, for for verse 24. Um, you can read Galatians 6 1 and 2 in your own time. James 5:20 and 1 Peter 4:8. Um, repeat that again. You can read uh, Galatians 6 1 and 2. Amen. Um, James 5:20. Amen. And First Peter four eight for verse twenty four, but for verse twenty five, it says, "In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure to give them repentance to the knowledge of the truth." It is God that bestows or grants us repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. However, that is if God chooses to peradventure which means, watch this, perhaps 
or possibly grant you repentance. Peradventure means perhaps or possibly grant you repentance. This is when people incline, see, when people incline to follow the ways of the world, watch this, or the flesh, to be uh, disputatious, big word, and that's to be disputatious, opposite from the truth, Jesus Christ, who is the truth and the word, opposite from who Jesus Christ is, some folk just want to be opposite from the truth. Some folk don't want to accept the truth. I remember in an old movie where Jack Nicholson said, you just can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. Some folk may not be able to handle the truth. But instead of hiding the truth, you be up front with the truth. But listen, Jesus Christ, he is the way, the truth, and the life. He is truth. There is no other truth but Jesus. But when you line up your truth with the truth of Jesus Christ, you will find his word. Watch this. It says this, watch this. In meekness, instructing them, those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Peradventure means that it is God who possibly, remember he's a potter, he possibly will give them, he will give them repentance. He possibly grant you, or perhaps, I'm not making this up, this is in the word. So Evangelist Ruth, yes. uh, Prophetess, Jemiah, if there's anybody in your that has not repented, we still have to forgive them regardless. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He already, the Lord has already get, gave the world the opportunity to be forgiven. Jesus said that, told his father, whatever sins you remitted will be, will be remitted to them. Whatever sins you retain will be retained. The Lord has already commanded us to forgive. Amen. But for the person on the other side of forgiveness, somebody say other side of forgiveness. The person on the other side of forgiveness, it says that, however, that is if God chooses to peradventure. That is if God, which means that perhaps he chooses and possibly grant you repentance. This is when people who are declined or who are inclined to the world and to the flesh, who chooses not to receive Jesus Christ's truth and the truth of his word. One believer's example. I got to read this because I got to make this, I got to hit this home. Acts 18, Acts 8, verse 18. See, Paul is writing, Paul is writing in Timothy, he's writing to believers, to Christians. These are Christians God said he will grant them. People who, who profess Jesus Christ, he grants them repentance. Well, well, well Pastor, I don't believe that. Well, here's, here's one example. Simon. In Acts, 18, verse, in Acts 8, verse 13, says, Then Simon himself believed also. Somebody say believed. Believed. 
Simon himself believed also. Simon was the believer. And when he was baptized, Simon was baptized. Simon believed and was baptized. Watch this. He continued with, with Philip and wandered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Simon was a believer, but his heart was not converted. If his heart was converted, this would not have happened. Watch this. In, 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 in verse 22 of Acts chapter 8. See, these are folks who believed on Jesus, who were baptized. I was baptized when I was a little kid. Well, I was baptized when I was 12, then maybe 40 now. I was, ba- I was baptized when I was 10. I was baptized when I was 18. I was baptized three years ago. A year ago, I was baptized. I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I received him that he died and he, was, he raised again. I received, I repented of my sins. But their hearts were not converted. Look at verse 22 of Acts 8. He said, he, the apostles told Simon to repent, therefore, of this thy wickedness, and pray, God, if perhaps, that, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven. He said, pray if God will forgive you. But most importantly, your heart has to be right. He says that, watch this. He says, if perhaps the, the thought of thine heart, a heart thinks. So as the Lord Jesus said, from the mouth of, from the, from, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. From the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Simon was trying to buy the gift of the Holy Ghost. He became a believer on false pretenses. He came a believer to get what he wanted. He came a believer, watch this, so that God could do something for him. He came believe he didn't come a believer to be a believer just because who God is. But he became a believer to receive something from God that was, watch this, that was pure and holy, but he, was, he wanted it for his own purpose, for his own personal gain. So, 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 so Paul said that your heart has not been converted. So therefore, Verse nine, verse uh, Romans nine eighteen. Therefore, he have mercy on whom he will have mercy on whom he will have mercy. That's why Paul told Timothy. Uh, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth and some to honor and, and some to dishonor. Simon, the Peter's 
heart. Simon's heart was not converted. And so in verse 26, it says, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by his own will. Those who oppose themselves. I want to pray. I want to pray that that every believer in Christ Jesus, in your life, in my life, who's caught in the snare of the devil, be released. I want to pray in Jesus' name that God will grant them repentance to be removed from the snare of the devil and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Mm. Mm. Become sober again. To become sober, those who oppose themselves are not sober-minded. The word of God says, he didn't give us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sober mind. I pray that I won't be a person that won't be sober-minded. I pray that I won't be a person that's trapped in the snare of the devil. These are believers. These are those who, who believe for the, for the wrong reasons. Who believe for the wrong reasons. And I want to be a light to the world so that I can shine my light so bright that the people of that that people will see who I am in Christ Jesus for who I am. Uh, let us let us pray. Uh, but I I I want to um, real quickly I want to bring this out for you. The word snare. Watch this. The word snare of the devil. Word snare means means this. Snare means a prisoner of war. Mm. Snare means a prisoner of war. So where you are in the snare of the devil, you are a prisoner of war. There's a war going on in the atmosphere that every person who, watch this, every person who received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, Satan is out to steal, kill, and to destroy, and to take every 
Believer that he can as a prisoner of war. Hear me now. Cut in the snare of the devil is that Satan is trying to take every believer and to bring them captive as a prisoner of war. And he wants whomever he will that he brings into a trap to not be set free. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare, we decree right now, Father, Father God, we declare, we decree, Father God, at this moment and at this very time, we declare, we decree right now, Jesus, that every believer, every believer, Father, that, that has received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, I pray, Father, that those who are caught in the snare of the devil, those who are Prisoners of war. Those who are prisoners of war, Lord Jesus, I declare and decree that you will release them now, Father. I declare and decree that you will break every yoke and every chain. I declare and decree, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, Father God, that you will, Father, not only that, Father God, that you will peradventure. You will grant the repentance. I declare and decree, Father God, that you will grant those repentance even in my life. Father God, if there's anything that I have done that was not of you, I repent right now in the name of Jesus of that sin. Father God, I, I repent, Father God, of those who I have hurt, who I have harmed. And those who are coming up against me, Father, those who are coming up against your people, Father God, I declare and decree that you will grant them repentance. I declare and decree, Father God, that those who claim to be believers, those who are religious, they're religious because they're caught in the snare of the devil and they're held captive as a prisoner of war is what snare means. And I declare and decree, Father God, that as warriors of Christ, we will go before the throne room of God and declare victory, and declare victory now in the name of Jesus, that, Father God, that you will send, Father God, the man and the woman of God their way. You will send harvesters, Father God, of the harvest. You will send them their way, Father God, to, Father God, to pray over them so that, Father God, you will come in, we declare a decree, that you will break through the hardness of heart. You will break through, Father God, that yoke and that bondage. You will break through, Father God, the flesh, Father God. You will break through, Father God, all that they are trying to, Father God, bring up against themselves and against those, Father God, who follow Jesus. I declare a decree that you will grant them the repentance. You will bring them to their knees, Father God, and say, oh, Lord, oh, Jesus, Father God, I need you. I declare a decree. Father God, repentance upon those people. 
Father God, I declare and decree that we will be victorious in our walks in Christ Jesus. I declare and decree, Father God, that as we walk in Christ Jesus, Father God, Father God, we're going to be, Father God, examples of the world, that we're going to accomplish great things, that you're going to use us to your glory, you're going to use us for your power, you're going to use us, Father God, to do great things in the name of Jesus, Father God. Father God, you're going to show your power through us, Father. Father God, whoever's turned against us, you will show your power through us, Father God. And if we need repentance, you will also show your power through us as we repent, as you grant us repentance in the name of Jesus. Father God, we believe by faith, by word of the doubt. We trust in your word. We trust that it will be so. We trust, Father God, that you will, Father God, make yourself known unto us right now in Jesus' name. We declare it now. And we decree it now in Jesus' name, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, in Jesus' name, the first and the last, the firstborn among many brethren, in Jesus' name, the holiness of God, the righteousness of God, that the holiness of God would take precedence right now, in Jesus' name, that you will use us, Father, to your glory. In Jesus' name, we pray and ask it all. Amen. 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 Um, I'd like to take any uh, any any request any, any request in Jesus' name, Amen. Um, you have any any request, Evangelist uh, uh, Roof? No, I don't have any request. I do kind of want to make a little comment. Um, when you were saying earlier that okay. some people would say, that's who I am. You know, mm-hmm. this is me. This is who who I am. Just mm-hmm. yesterday, I kind of was going through some of that. I had a, a little argument. Sometimes I, I won't just speak. I'll just let things build up before I bring to that person attention. They doing something that I just don't appreciate or so I was told that I shouldn't do that. But I kinda of been that like that. I mean I know that's probably a big difference in what you were right. saying. But I, I don't know. I, I, I uh, had a, a, a argument about that yesterday. And I just say, this is who I am. You know, I just don't attack. Right. You know, I know it's a big difference from what you were saying, though. Right. Yeah, but um, I know you were speaking of more, you know, evil, like you said, murdering somebody or just being disrespectful, have no respect for a person. and Right. You know. But that, right. that was it. And I do have one more question. You were saying about First Peter, about those chapters. I didn't get the one for uh, First Peter. First Peter? Yeah, when you were saying we could read at our own time, uh, James 5, uh, what was it, 520, and Galatians 612, and you said First okay. Peter. Okay, so let, let me get back to it one second. Uh, I think I was talking about verse 24. Yeah, I was talking about verse 24. Verse 24, it's, um, I had. What chapter was that? Uh, Second, Second Timothy, chapter 2. 
And uh, uh, not Timothy, not Tim. You said something about First Peter. First Peter, okay. Um, let me let me get it real quick. Um, I believe it was it was First Peter four, verse eight. Okay. Okay. Yeah, First Peter four eight. Yeah. It's the um, that's the scripture I had. Uh, hold on, let me um, let me send um, uh, before we pray. Let me let me send. Catrice, um, Catrice, Crawford. Let me send her the code. Alright, gotcha. Okay. I'm. I've already been on the phone. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Um, all right. So let us, uh, amen. Let us go. Can uh, I something? Uh-huh. If you read at the beginning, of, um, this is what the Lord revealed to me while you were preaching. Uh, the main thing I got out of it was the fact that at the beginning of First Timothy, hold on. Hanius and uh, Philetus. Oh, hold on. Let me get it. I mean, excuse me, Second Timothy. Chapter. Okay, so verse 21, at the very beginning, this is what the Lord brought me back to. He said, if a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor. So the first step as a believer that I understand coming from what he gave me was that I have to, I got to do something. That means I got to separate myself from these, you know, things that not, that could keep me separated from right. him. Because the next word is sanctified. You, know, you talked about that, being sanctified. That's yes. how you separate yourself, right. Right. So uh, to be you know, you got to purge yourself. You got to, for instance, um, the things I, uh, something that, okay, he said, Catrice, you ready to fight? You ready to face your giant? I'm back. I'm back at that part of my testimony where there were some things in my life that he he was ready to deliver me, but then he asked me, was I ready? Catrice, are you ready to separate yourself from these things that separate you from me? I had a choice to make. On two occasions, he came back and said, are you ready now? Second occasion, are you ready now? And the third occasion, I said, yes. So then he was able, because I agreed with his will that was predestined, predetermined. I agreed with his will for my life. Then he was able to take me to the next level. So that's what he gave me was the first part. It was if I'm ready to not be separated from him. It's my choice because he doesn't break in our wheels. We have a wheel which is powerful. Mm-hmm. He he can't he can't just come and say, "Oh, you coming with me?" No, you he he can't demand you coming to serve me. No, he's asking, "Are you ready? Are you willing?" And when it's time, because you're willing, he's always ready. My favorite word when it comes to God is able, and that means power. He has the power to do it. 
So I thank the Lord for that because he is able and ready and willing, and he's just waiting on us. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, let us go ahead and um, go to God in prayer. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come and we pray and we say thank you, Father God, for this is the day you have made. We rejoice to be glad in it, Father. Father God, we just want to specifically pray, Father God, Father God, for all of those, Father God, who are caught in the snare of the devil, Father God. That word snare, Father God, is meaning uh, meaning that they are held captive, Father God, as a prisoner of war. The word snare is that they held captive as a prisoner of war because there is spiritual warfare out, out there. As, as Prophet has said, that, that we have to have a, make a choice, hallelujah, to, to, to be a vessel of, of honor. Father God, we know that everyone who, who that receives his Christ as Lord and Savior does not mean, Father God, that they're not going to go through spiritual warfare. We pray for those believers, Father God, who are under warfare, who have been caught in the snare of the devil as a prisoner of war because he, out, he goes out to seek, steal, and to kill and destroy. Every, he doesn't want no one to believe in Jesus. He doesn't want nobody to live their life for Christ, Father. I declare and decree, Father God, that you will, Father God, you will grant them repentance, Father God, that you will peradventure, Father God, and you will grant them repentance to come out of the snare of the devil, Father God. I declare and decree like prophet said that they have to choose, hallelujah, for, for honor, Father God. And, Father God, when they choose for honor, Father God, Father God, you will prick their heart, Father God, of sin because of unbelief. I declare and decree, Father God, that their hearts won't be so hardened, Father God, hallelujah, Father God, that they don't choose belief, Father God, in Jesus Christ. I declare, Father God, that you will come in, Father God, that they will point their lives to the destiny and purpose that you have for them, Father God, through repentance, Father God. Father God, I declare and decree, Father God, that they will show up, Father God, and show up in the lives that you have given them, Father God, as believers, Father God, and they will show out, Father God, who they are in Christ Jesus, Father God. But only you can do that, Father. Father God, only you can turn their lives around, Father God. Only you, Father God, can do that, Father God, by their repentance and their, Father God, making their choice, Father God. Father God, I thank you, Father God, for allowing me to make a choice to receive you. I thank you, Father God, for allowing me, Father God, knowing, Father God, my line, I know, Father, my line my life has been lined up to honor, Father God. And so I must line up my life, Father God, to honor, Father God. I must line up my life according to your will, Father God, and your purpose and your plan for me, Father. So, Father God, I declare and decree victory over that, Father. Father God, in the, in the, in the passage of Scripture, verse 24, Father God, we didn't go over that verse, Father God. But, Father God, but there is a time, Father God, that we have a responsibility, Father God, as believers, Father God, in verse 24, 2 Timothy chapter 2, Father God, Father God, to, to, to go, Father God, as people who are spiritual, Father God, to encourage, and Father God, and correct those, Father God, who are, who are not spiritual, Father God. Father God, but do it in meekness and, and lowliness, Father God. At the same time, Father God, we pray beforehand before we go to those people, Father God, and we pray, Father God, that you will deliver them, Father God. We declare, we decree that every yoke, every bondage of sin, every bondage of wickedness, every Jezebel spirit, Father God, Father God, every Judas spirit, Father God, every every 
spirit, Father God, that is not of you, Father God, that you will break it in the name of Jesus, of the lives that you have already ventured to grant repentance, Father God, that in their destiny to serve, to serve you, Father God, you will mold them and shape them, Father God, into the likeness of Christ, Father God. Father God, we don't know who all who they are, Father God, but we have a duty responsibility just to share the gospel. And, Father God, and that any man, Father God, who is it, Father God, how he to ascend into the hill, but he that has clean hands and a pure heart. Father God, so have us ready, Father God, as believers, to have pure hands and a clean heart. Have us ready, Father God, to, to separate ourselves, Father God, and to be sanctified as the word says in verse 21, Father God, the scripture text of the day, that we will be sanctified, set apart, Father God, for the people of God, Father God, who serve you, who honors you, Father God, sanctified in Christ Jesus to be holy and righteous, Father God. Father God, help us, Father God, to, to set forth a plan and a purpose in our lives, Father God. Father God, Evangelist Ruth, Father God, mentions, Father God, that that she was uh, she was saying on, on the other day, Father God, that this is the way I am. But, Father God, but she knows, Father God, that she doesn't have to be that who she says she is right now, Father God, because, Father God, you can start all over in her life, Father God. You can start all over and remold her and reshape her, Father God, into the person of God that you call her to be, Father God. So we declare, we decree, Father God, even for my life, whatever is in my life, clean me up. You can start over, Father God, for shaping me. I am the, I am the clay, Father. You are the part of Father God. And, and Father God, my, my clay, Father God, will continue to be molded and shaped, Father God, until my death comes, Father God. And, and my life won't be over. My clay won't be dried up, Father God, until I'm in my grave, Father God. So even for Evangelist Ruth, Father God, Father God, she don't have to be who she is, who she says mm-hmm. she is. This is the way I am, Father God. You can start all over in her life, Father God. You can reshape her, Father God. You can remold her, Father God. You can put her back on, Father God, on that spinning wheel, Father God, and add the water, Father God, and add the, the tools and whatever it is you need, Father God, to shape her, Father God. Father God, shape mm-hmm. all of us, Father God, to your will. Shape all of us, Father God, to your purpose. Shape all of us, Father God, to the glory of God. Shape, allow us, Father God, to be your glory. Manifest in us, Father God, your glory. Manifest in us, Father God, your anointing. Manifest in us, Father God, your holiness. Manifest in us, your righteousness. Manifest in us, Father God, all that you call us to be, Father God. Remold us, Father God, now. Reshape us right now, Father. Rebuild us, Father, right now. Restore us, Father God, right now. Rekindle us, the fire from underneath us to, to serve you, Father God, and be the people of God that you call to be. Have me never to say, Father God, have evangelists never to say, have a, a prophet never to say, this is who I am and this is just the way I'm going to be. No, this is not who I am, who way I'm going to be, because I'm going to be who you want me to be, Father God. I'm going to be who you mold me to be. I'm going to be who you shape me to be. I'm going to be, Father God, what the word of God says for me to be in Christ Jesus. So, Father God, I glorify you now. I honor you now. I praise you now. I lift you up now. We praise you. We lift you up, Father God. We give you glory in our lives forevermore, Father God. So go with us, Father God, the rest of this week. Father God, have us to be that light to shine, Father God, before men. That, Father God, that our light will so shine, Father God, that we, Father God, will be look, talk, and walk like Jesus, Father God. We bless you now. We honor you now. And we glorify you now. Cover us with the blood. Protect us. Keep us safe from all harm and danger. In Jesus' name we pray ask it all. Amen and amen. Mm-hmm. And amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, thank you.
all for uh, being here today, and um, I'm going to go ahead and um, uh, in today's lesson, today's service, praise God, um, stay warm, amen, uh, I don't even know what the temperature is outside right now, but I'm pretty sure it's still cold out there, mm-hmm. yes, sir, so any uh, any questions or comments before we um, hang up? Any questions or comments? Anything? Amen. Amen. God bless you, Evangelist. Thank you for uh, worshiping. Uh, Thank you. Uh, with this, you know where you are. Amen. I, I hope and pray that um, that the lesson was encouraging to you. That well, that. Um, that wherever you are, it, it helped you in your walk. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And um, I hope it is encouraging to all of us. Amen. Amen. So, ha- amen. Well, have a good day. Have a good week. God bless. And in um, evangelist, I should I text you. I, I should be. I have some. I have some banks that I uh, service on that side of town, and mm-hmm. I'm uh, over there by. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, not too far from Glenwood. I, one way I come home from over there, I come down Glenwood. Um, okay. and also, so I'll be over there right over by 285 and I-20, uh, okay. Road, so I could probably bring your um, your jacket one day this week. Okay. Um, I got to check my schedule and see what, you know, what day. I think I'm going to be on that side of town next week. Okay. This, this coming week. All right, I can bring your coat okay. to you. Okay, okay. thank you. You're welcome. And Happy New Year to you all. Happy New Year. Since I had a chance to talk to you all. Happy New Year. Amen. Amen. Happy New Year to you too. And um, all right. God bless and we'll see y'all soon. See y'all later. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.